Welcome back to the Krabby Road Studios here in sunny Southwest Florida. I'm your host, Jay Harry Black, and this is the Black Ops Podcast, where we practice the forbidden art of critical thinking. You can listen to the Black Ops Podcast on Choice Social. Visit choicesocial.com or download the Choice Social app from Google Play or the uh, Apple Store, App Store. Uh, You can listen to our podcast on buzzsprout.com, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe. Our video podcasts are available on Rumble, Brighteon, and BitChute. And we would appreciate it if you would check out our music at the uh, ReverbNation.com forward slash J. Harry Black page, all original music. And if you have questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theblackops at gmail.com. I'd like to open with a very simple admonishment for everybody. We, the people, can rely on Supreme Court rulings such as Marbury versus Madison in 1803, where the Supreme Court ruled any law repugnant to the Constitution is no law and has no force of law and can be ignored. Mandates are not laws and have no force of law. That is by constitution. Now, of course, we live in a world today where our government basically ignores the Constitution and has no respect for it. And that doesn't mean that if you do ignore them, that they won't come smash your head or some other particular thing. But that opens the door for you to sue them, you know, and whatever. But, you know, there's no... It seems to me that there's not a single attorney in the land outside of the few that we have shown you that are fighting mandates and, you know, the vaccine lie and the whole nine yards. But, I mean, I'm talking about major, you know, every day. Like, you just can't walk into a lawyer and he'll take your case, see. Like, nobody's got the, the testicular fortitude anymore to stand up and take on these scumbags. Could you imagine Morgan and Morgan, for the people, actually taking on the CDC, the FDA, and the United States government for the lies that they presented to the people? Never going to happen. Never in a million years would it ever happen because he's a progressive liberal, and he's not really for the people. He's for the people's money. And uh, that's just my opinion, But anyway, 
when you set a mandate that everybody has to wear a mask, that everybody has to have a vaccine ID, passport, and you mandate that everybody has to get a vaccine. Businesses with a hundred or more people have to get a vaccine. You decree this as if you're some kind of a king and you set exemptions to that rule. Now that rule should apply to every single human being within the country with zero exemptions. Yet, the people exempt from King Biden's vaccine mandate are Congress and the legislative branch, congressional staff, the judicial branch, the White House staff, CDC employees, FDA employees, United States Postal Service employees, the NIAID employees, Pfizer employees, Moderna employees, and illegal aliens. Now, why in the world would you exempt those particular groups? Especially Congress, legislative branch, and the judicial branch, Department of Justice. Why would you exempt those people if you really believe that this is a vaccine and not a biological agent weaponized against the people of the globe? I would contend that it's because you know what it is, you know what it's going to do, and you protect your cronies. You see, because... I've said several times, there is no possible way the House and the Senate and the President and all the cronies got the vaccine because it is virtually impossible that not a single one of them had either an adverse reaction or died. It's statistically impossible. There should have been at least, out of that group of people, anywhere between 5 and 10, that had a serious adverse reaction, and most likely anywhere between 1 and 5 that died from receiving jab. So right then and there becomes the question, did they really take the jab. I tend to believe that no, they did not. And uh, we have now AOC, the darling dork, the darling dumbass of the left, the social regime, and schmuck Chuma offering $9,000 two families whose family member died and their death certificate states they died of COVID or COVID complications. And I watched 
excuse me, I watched uh, AOC uh, giving her little speech to her crowd of cohorts and supporters. That um, if your family member has passed away, go back. Go back to the physician and uh, have them change the death certificate to state that they either died of COVID or COVID complications. And you'll get $9,000. And that's the subject for today's broadcast. Dying for dollars. With your host, Fauci Min. So anyway, the September 8th rally. I mean, 18th rally, excuse me. September 18th rally. That was a big fail for the deep state. Thankfully, everybody heeded the warnings from the alternative media saying, don't take the bait. There was more reporters. They outnumbered the the protesters there by, I think it was two or three to one. And law enforcement, Capitol Police and FBI and everything outnumbered them like five to one. There was more of them there than the actual protesters, which is hilarious. And of the people that were there, somebody noticed somebody with a firearm and alerted the Capitol Police. Now there, find them, there, there they find themselves in a conundrum. What do we do now? So they go and tell the guy over. Now he's, he's dressed like an Antifa member. And uh, as they're searching him, he pulls out his badge and shows that he is with the FBI. Isn't that convenient? And so rather than to alert the crowd that, you know, this guy's a plant, they pretend to arrest him and take him out of there. So they had everything in place in hopes that they could gin up something. And they had others across yelling at them, you know, defaming Trump and all this other crapola, you know, trying to instigate something. It never happened. The people didn't take the bait and nobody showed up, which is great. It left them holding their testes in the middle of the field. Right? It was great. Loved it. And thank you for not taking the bait. Maybe there's hope for us yet. But anyway, I'd like to open with this uh, article by Stephen Ledman. Natural flu COVID immunity. Most effective against reinfection. And that is a fact. I've never, ever taken a flu shot. I've never taken a PCR test. I've never had that stick soaked in ethylene oxide, jabbed up my nasal canal, poking my blood-brain barrier. None of it. I got COVID, and I got a real bad case of it. I was pointing along there where I thought, gee, maybe I am going to die. It was pretty bad. But got through it, and as you can see, I'm 65 and a half years old. 
didn't kill me. It was miserable. But I took the recommended protocols of vitamin C, bombarded myself with vitamin C, zinc, raw zinc, and um, vitamin D3. See, lots of rest, fluid, and uh, got over it. My wife got it before I did. I knew I was going to get it because she got it. And a family close to us just lost, girl just lost her mother. The doctors are saying it is the protocols that are killing the people, not COVID. It's the protocols that are uh, set up by the FDA, World Health Organization, CDC, to the hospitals. This is the protocol you will follow, and you follow you, and you will not deviate from it. Remdem- remdesivir, whatever the hell it is, which destroys your kidneys, causes your kidneys to shut down, and you a- end up drowning in your own fluids. See, once they put them on that respirator, chances are they're gone. Okay. It's a disgusting, evil, euthanasia agenda against the people. And still, people are so blind, they still don't see it, no matter how much information is released to the people that jumps in the face of these liars. This is how much control they have over your ability to reason and think. But anyway, I digress. The most effective way to prevent fluid, uh, flu COVID, excuse me, infection is having contracted and recovered from the viral illness earlier. In fact, my doctor even told me, he says, well, it sounds very much like I had a teleconference with him. He says, it sounds very much like, yeah, you had COVID, so I'm going to set up and come in three months. I'm going to check your blood and see if you have antibodies and what the level of the antibodies are in your blood. Okay, and he said, that way, if they try to mandate a vaccine, you have something in your record that says you've had it and recovered and you get antibodies. I said, Doc, it doesn't matter anyway whether they mandate it or not. I'm never getting it. I'm going to be that one guy that really busts your canastas, you see, because I'm willing to die over it, okay? And you can make me a martyr. But everybody will say, at least that guy stuck to his guns. Period. You're not going to control my life. You're not going to control the way I think. You're not going to control what I believe. Period. It's long been known natural immunity antibodies gained from flu COVID recovery from the viral isness provides most protection against reinfection. It's always been that way. God created a miraculous immune system that these people like to disparage, you see. They're smarter than God. See, This is a war against God. It's a war against the people of God, the Israel of God. The devil has come down in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. You see... That's where you are, folks. No jabs are needed. What should be shunned away 
anyway to stay safe from their toxins. Shun away from the vaccine we've exposed. Many have exposed what is in it, what it does, what the true purpose of it is. It's poison. It's deadly, as we will prove as we get through this broadcast. Shun away from it. Stand up and protect your life and your children by just saying no. A mandate is not a law and it has not possessed the enforcement of law. It doesn't. And any law that they do create, if it is in uh, opposition to the Constitution, can be ignored. If it is repugnant to the Constitution, it is no law and can be ignored per Mayberry versus Madison in 1803. Supreme Court ruling. So if we can't stand on the, on the Constitution, what can we stand on? According to results from an Israeli study conducted last April, the flu COVID jabbed individuals are 13 times more likely to contract illness than previously infected ones who have now recovered. And they're seven times more likely to be symptomatic. But you won't hear that on the mainstream media because we've got to get as many jabs into as many arms as we possibly can. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, you see. According to journalist, science writer Alex Berenson, Israeli study results should end any debate over jabs versus natural immunity. But it won't, and you won't hear it, you see. It'll be labeled as disinformation, it'll be discredited, and the people speaking about it will be silenced, like yours truly has been several times. Study, study researchers said their analysis demonstrated that natural immunity affords longer-lasting and stronger protection against infection, symptomatic disease, and hospitalization due to the Delta variant. They left unexplained that differences among flu COVID strains are too minor to matter. Delta is virtually no different from others. Phony claims otherwise are all about fear-mongering the unwary to harm their health, not to protect it. And now they're fighting over booster shots. Israel is giving their fourth jab for the same pandemic. Fourth jab. Okay. Now, the FDA said, oh, the, we only recommend the booster for people 65 and above or those with comorbidities. Now, can you think of any reason why it would be in the best interest of the government to see a major annihilation in the 65-plus population? Do you see any reason why? 
Well, the answer would be, what is saving Social Security disbursements? See, the less people there are, 65 and up, is a financial windfall for the government. Evil. Sounds evil, doesn't it? Oh, you conspiracy theorists that I am. Anyway, some experts believe that antibody protection for immune infection provides permanent immunity from flu covid recovered individuals. Most important is that toxins in experimental Pfizer-Moderna gene-altering mRNA drugs and J&J AstraZeneca COVID vaccines harm health and shorten lifespans. Proved over and over and over and over and over again. The more we release the information, the more the idiots ignore it. Don't be an idiot. Jabs should be shunned to protect and preserve health. The same goes for ignoring propaganda media on all things flu and COVID. The media are all paid for talking heads owned by the CIA and Project Mockingbird. Obama signed legislation to alter the Smith-Munt Act, which originally forbade media to propagandize the American people. Under Obama, that legislation was altered to make it okay and to legalize the propagandization of the American people by the media. In preparation for the last 18 months of your life. On U.S. television, viewers are assaulted by fake news reports around the clock. On Friday, CNN once again invented its own reality, falsely claiming that an unjabbed, unmasked elementary school teacher infected more than half the students in her class. If free from viral infection, unjabbed individuals are safest against contracting it. Jabs greatly increased the chance of becoming ill from the virus and spreading it to others. Fake news reports by CNN and other establishment media falsely claim otherwise. Growing numbers of states and cities require students, teachers, and other staff to be jabbed with health-destroying toxins. Masks don't protect and risk harm to health, and they're mandated in most parts of the U.S., as I was saying, our friend's mother ended up passing away because they go into the hospital. Now the doctor that was treating her, they wanted to put their loved one on ivermectin. Now the doctor said, I have absolutely no problem. I agree. I have no problem giving your mother ivermectin. The hospital forbade it. The hospital administration forbade it and said, we will only follow the protocols handed down from the CDC and the World Health Organization, which is remdesivir, which shuts the kidneys down and causes them to retain fluid, which starts to seep into the lungs, causing the need to put them on a respirator. Lungs continue to fill up. 
and they drown in their own fluids. The hospital protocols are killing more people than COVID for the past eight, 10 years. The statistics show anywhere between 38 and 45,000 people in America die every single year from the flu. The elderly, those with comorbidities like congestive heart failure or, you know, um, what do you call it there? Um, breathing problems, you know, things like that, overweight, obesity, things of that nature, you know, 38 to 45,000 people a year die from the common flu. Yet, miraculously, in the year 2020, 1,800 people die of the flu. The flu just disappeared. But if you look at it sensibly, you say, didn't they basically just take the flu and put it on steroids and call it COVID? Created this fear. The fear is amazing to me, especially in the youth. The youth, because they've been brought up through academia to trust Big Brother in all things. You believe what we tell you to believe. And they can evoke this fear in them like unbelievable. It's almost like they look at the government as God. <gasps> I think that was the intention all along. See, they don't believe in God anymore. According to NBC News, Dr. Robert Karras is being investigated by the Arkansas State Medical Board for treating flu COVID patients with safe and effective ivermectin that's able to cure the viral illness, adding, the pharma-controlled CDC warned against using ivermectin to treat or prevent flu COVID because it works and reveals no need for toxic jabs. It's the only reason. Separately, the FDA run by pharma-connected officials, which is absolutely true. There's a gentleman from Pfizer, ended up in the FDA, I believe it was, and Moderna ends up in the CDC and vice versa. It's all the same people. They control the CDC. Far Big Pharma controls the CDC, the World Health Organization, all of it. It's all about the money, dying for dollars. Anyway, along with hydroxychloroquine, it's a highly safe and effective way to prevent and treat the flu COVID. Perhaps pharma will get banned, get them banned for this reason, and I'm sure they will. I mean, a lot of people have been banned for even talking about it. According to Fox News, ivermectin is flying off store shelves in multiple sta states as uh, the flu COVID spikes. Days earlier, former undemocratic Democrat Virginia governor aspirant to regain the post, Terry McAuliffe, said for state businesses to mandate flu COVID jabs, falsely saying the best way to defeat the deadly virus is to, and keep our students in, in school and keep Virginia's economy strong is by getting every eligible Virginia jabbed as quickly as possible. And the polar opposite is true. You can mandate anything you want. A mandate is not 
Allah and does not have the power of enforcement by law. Period. So anything you do to force will be an illegal action. Anyway. This coming fall, you're going to see. We're going to pull this crap again. We've been telling you everything we've told you they were going to do from a year and a half ago. Bink, 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 bink. No matter how many times they say, don't know that when that happened. No, no, no. It's conspiracy theory. They've done every single thing. And so it should just naturally reach the point now where when we begin to tell you this is coming or that's coming, you you ought to start saying, hmm, they've been pretty right on the money so far. Maybe we should listen to them a little closely because they telegraph everything they're going to do. And basically the the simple way for me to figure out what they're going to do is Everything they say they're not going to do, they're going to do. They live in opposite land. Like George Costanza, I see. They live in opposite land. So when you hear them say they're not going to do something, take it as they are going to do it because they lie to you. If you want to know if a politician is lying to you, as they say, See if his mouth is moving. Congress and all judges, as I told you, are exempt from mandatory COVID vaccination executive order. And that's because they know the jabs are a biological weapon. Yes, that's right. I said it. It is a biological weapon. Schmiden, King Joe of Biden, has signed an executive order that requires all federal executive branch workers to be vaccinated except the House, the Senate, himself, and all judges. The elitists enforcing everything COVID keep saying that they can't make anyone take the jabs, but you're fired from your job if you don't. Let them fire you, you see. Let them fire you, and then you sue them, your employer, for violating your constitutional rights under the Sixth Amendment, Fourth Amendment, excuse me, and your civil rights under the Civil Rights Act of 1964, I believe it was. Okay? And you sue them. Or you can download a very legal document that says, okay, you want me to take this jab, You signed this document accepting liability that if anything happens to me, you and your company will be held liable for the damage caused to me. They'll never sign it. And then if they fire you, you say, I didn't refuse to take the jab. I told them I will take the jab as long as you will accept responsibility if Anything happens to me as a result of taking the jab. You see? So now you got them in the conundrum. Did he say he'd take the jab? Well, yeah, he said he'd take the jab, but he wanted us to sign this legal document, and we didn't want to sign it. Well, oh, okay. You lose. 
Learn how to defend your rights. Learn how to defend your freedoms. Have the nuts to stand up and fight against these scumbags. Not with fists, but with thoughts. Think. Anyway. They're not taking them because they cause massive heart strain, myocarditis, which is a, an inflammation of the heart muscle, and blood clotting in your blood vessels and organs. Only stupid peons take the jab. Only stupid peons, schmoes, morons, idiots, and fools take the jab. That's right, I said it. I'm sorry. If you don't have the brains to research what the hell they're jabbing in your arm, then you're an idiot. I'm sorry. You are an idiot. Not people who are, let me see, only stupid people and peons get the, the uh, jab. Not people who are trying to rob the country for all it's worth. They destroy all medical choice and dismantle the Constitution. But the elite themselves, they exempt themselves from the deadly jab. And they take saline jabs, placebo jabs, for show, part of the advertisement. Okay, now shot, you get your shot, do the right thing, be a patriotic American, care about your family and friends, the only way you can keep them safe, take the jab. The demented left wants all American conservatives and natural health advocates to join the dementia bandwagon and get the clot shots that destroy your heart and brain, sometimes overnight. It's not happening. Vaccination for COVID has come to a screeching halt, and that's why the CCP Biden regime has resorted to forcing federal employees, military members, and employees at every corporation to succumb or else. It's a great article by uh, S.D. Wells <laughs> at naturalnews.com. And uh, I was reading another article about how many of the military soldiers have literally died taking the jab. And I had said two or three podcasts ago that they mandated it, when they were talking about mandating it for the military. I said that what they want to do is decimate our ability to protect ourselves. See? But as I said, over and over again. Time will reveal all truth. The passage of time will reveal the truth. The King Biden regime and the leftist judges have been cozying up to the vaccine industrial complex since before they stole the election. So it should come as no surprise the executive order for jabs excludes them. The only jabs they're taking on TV or on some shill CNN press video are placebos. Surely Congress would never allow the president to sling vaccines on all government workers and forget to exempt them. Not in a million years would Nancy Pelosi take a shot, which makes her a 
super spreader. In America right now, the demented leader, the demented leader has ordered by executive order that every federal employee contractor and private employer with over 100 employees mandate vaccines, but not Congress, their staff, or any federal judges. That means Congress, Biden, and Pelosi could be the ultimate super spreaders, causing the whole world to die by their logic. Just to be the elitists whose vaccination status is a matter of privacy, that's Nancy Pelosi's response when asked. That dumb bitch, dare I say, if she dropped dead. I mean, really, 81 years old, why don't you just freaking retire and go enjoy the spoils of your corruption? You've enriched yourself on the backs of the American people for 50 years. It's time for you to go away. I mean, it's only by the grace of God you're still breathing as far as I can see it because you scumbags have so much to answer for before the Most High God for your crimes against humanity. And I know you don't believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Failure to comply with King Joe of Biden's uh, decree, his edict, would result in a $14,000 fine per incidence, virtually bankrupting any business overnight that doesn't have every single employee vaccinated with billions of blood-clotting, heart-inflaming prions. But if every single employer across this flu-rooted plane and every single employee just looked at King Joe of Biden and said, piss off. We're not doing it. What are you going to do? Really? I don't get it. The legislature Legislative and judicial branches are not included in the mandatory COVID vaccine executive order on purpose to spare the lives of the insidious, filthy elite. The jab executive order only applies to federal workers and contractors for the government because these shots are deadly and they know it. Follow the bouncing ball. Follow the money. If the president and Congress made the mandatory for everyone, that would be like committing suicide through legislation. That's beautiful. And absolutely true. The CDC has determined the best way to kill off 70% of the population is to threaten everyone with their job if they don't get vaccinated. And we're talking about some very high-paying salaries for those who stay well dug in. Not anymore, not after clot shots and boosters further clog those blood vessels and stress the heart and cleansing organs. Watch out, though, because these orders, once enforced at gunpoint, which is coming soon, will never be lifted. This is people control, not medicine. This is how the U.S. government is going after guns. Because if all 80 million federal workers are dying from blood clots and heart failure, their weapons will be of no use to them. 
Vaccines are for depopulation. That's why Congress and the president won't get them and declare their own vaccination status a private matter. Here's Biden reading the depopulation script word for word. The Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers within 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. And even resident bride Biden knows the PCR tests show COVID positive for common head colds and the flu. So every federal worker will get caught who tries to avoid the death jabs. Off to COVID concentration camp for you when those are coming and I can show you an entire map of where, where they all are. We told you that digital passports and digital certifications and, you know, digital IDs were coming and we were called crazy, but we're not so crazy. I have right here, I found it. Digital documentation of COVID-19 certificates and vaccine status. Technical specifications and implementation guidance. Created August 27th of 2021 by the World Health Organization. It's a 99-page document. And I feared that once word got out that... They have the protocols all set up to force digital IDs that they would strip this document from the internet. So I put it on a thumb drive just for safekeeping. This work was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the government of Estonia, Foundation Botnar, the state of Kuwait, and the Rockefeller Foundation. The views of the funding bodies have not influenced <laughs> the content of this document. Hey, uh, Jake, we're going to give you $47 million to run your broadcast media thing here. And, uh, we don't want that money to influence what you say, all right? Don't let the $47 million influence wink, wink, what you say to the people in your broadcast. All right, boss. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Oh, blah, 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 blah. So it would behoove you to go look up that document and uh, take a read through it. Now, here, this was, uh, I forget what page this was. But anyway, it shows you their certificate of vaccination and how they go from uh, how they go from handwritten paper to a PDF printout, and finally, onto your smartphone. And then, the final stage from there will be 
your chip, RFID chip or stamp or, you know. But that's all just conspiracy theory. Pay no attention to the actual documents that we are finding that support what we're saying. Pay no attention to that. New Missouri COVID whistleblower. Hospitals, I love whistleblowers. I love people who are, you know, like on Zoom calls and things like that. Recording things that they're not supposed to record. Take pictures of things they're not supposed to take pictures of and then releasing it to the public. I love those people. Those are true patriots. Those are patriots. New Missouri COVID whistleblower. Hospitals are lying to the public about COVID, and I can prove it. Another COVID whistleblower, this is by um, Bent Wetmore, and uh, what was it? The, what is this? Oh, the Gateway Pundit. This was in the Gateway Pundit. Excuse me. How to go by Ben Wetmore from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, another COVID whistleblower has come forward as exclusively reported to or reported by the Gateway Pundit to allege that the statistics about ICUs being overrun are wild, wildly inflated, overreported, and in many cases, an outright lie by political officials. And I've been saying that's right from the get-go. I can't get my freaking hip replaced because they want you to believe that the hospitals are so jammed full of COVID-dying people that they're like dripping out the windows and everything. We don't know where to put them all. Josh Schneider worked in facilities management at Missouri Baptist Medical Center. I watched our hospital administrators say in the media that our intensive care units were overflowing with COVID patients at 98% capacity, knowing that it was a complete and utter lie. This Missouri hospital never had 98% ICU occupancy. Administrators lied to the uncritical media. Snyder relates that the MBMC hospital, part of a larger 5.5 billion annual network with the Barnes Jewish Hospital System in St. Louis, Missouri, actually shut down three out of four floors of intensive care during COVID because they were unused. Hospital shut down ICU floors, dramatically reducing capacity. So now they only have one floor, which is 98% full. You see the lie? And we're not really lying. We're just not telling you that we shut down two other floors of ICU beds. But the one floor that we do have is filled with 98% capacity. More stories after this break. And even after shutting down three-fourths of our ICU capacity, they were still never more than 50% full with that drastically reduced overall capacity. These medical systems are saying that they are so overrun with COVID patients and are likely, I mean, and likely are lying to the public, Snyder said. And 
We gave pictures. Here's the desk nurse station. Everything's empty. No one's there. These are the floors that were shut down. No one. The lights turned off. Nobody's there. MB MC has refused to comment for this story after repeated requests. Snyder provided documentary proof of the COVID caseload of the MBMC system, whose COVID patients do not track national trends, and where the number of COVID patients in ICU were at many points a single solitary person. I would have to adjust the airflow in some of the rooms of people with IC, in the ICU with COVID. They were fine. I believe in COVID. I know it's serious, but I also personally saw people who were fine. They had terminal case, a terminal case of boredom. I spoke with these people, and they weren't sick at all. They felt fine, but they were told to stay there. Many brought their PlayStations with them to waste the days away with video games instead. The whistleblower talked to patients in intensive care who were fine, bored playing video games. The case charts published by MBMC Hospital Chain also demonstrated that COVID hospitalizations were also very minor. Snyder says their ICU COVID capacity was 60 patients. Snyder provided an insider chart from the hospital that shows very different numbers than were being reported to the public and to the government. This chart was internal and distributed to employees of MBMC. In it, you can see that the number of COVID patients in critical care was under 20. The hospital shut down three of four ICU wings and in the remaining one had the capacity for 60 patient beds. They never came close to being at capacity for COVID ICU patients. And there's the chart. I don't know how well you can see it. But the charts provided by Snyder show that there was a relatively normal track for COVID infections at the center, an acute care facility in St. Louis. Even during periods of infection spikes in the national population, those spikes are not found in the hospital data. As well, the bottom line showing serious cases of COVID requiring intensive care remains significantly small and reduced throughout the months of the pandemic. The public numbers are rough from the internal reports of COVID patients in the ICU by almost 100%. Anyway, Snyder has provided his personal statement, documentary evidence, and clear data discrepancies that all suggest that hospitals are not telling the public the truth about the pandemic. We've been telling you that for over a year and a half. The real flu season in the hospital had, was always more serious than COVID has been, Snyder said. Flu season in a hospital is very challenging. And even the tamest flu season in years past was still worse than COVID has ever been so far. The people who have been suffering and sadly dying are clearly people who are hundreds of pounds overweight and people with multiple other comorbidities like stage 4 cancer. I'm not a doctor, but the response and panic to this virus is clearly 
wildly disproportionate to reality. We've been telling you they've been fudging the numbers for over a year and a half now. It's not going away. In 2020, flu all but disappeared with 1,800 deaths, right? Now, they want to tell you that uh, more people have died of COVID than died in the Spanish flu in 1918, which is a complete and total lie. And in the Spanish flu, the people who died were the people who got vaccinated. Fact. Do your research. Just as the people who are dying from the COVID lie are the vaccinated. And uh, I'm not saying there's no deaths from people who are infected with the COVID flu, but that's the same as every other flu. This one's a little more weaponized and put on steroids by Fauci men and his Fauci minions, but um, people survive it. The people who die are the elderly and those with comorbidities. As I said, I had it, survived it. My wife had it, survived it. My son had it, survived it. Several people in my family had it, survived it. So, as I said, we're either miracle cases or they're lying to you. Told you a million times, they're lying to you. But you have to make up your own mind. You don't have to believe us that they're lying to you. Intelligent people abandon Google and YouTube. That's what intelligent people do because it has been proven that YouTube and Google are manipulating your mind. They're manipulating you to what you should believe. They're part of MKUltra and Operation Mockingbird. You've got to learn how to think for yourself. You've got to learn who to avoid. See, if you turn on the news and you watch NBC Nightly News or ABC News, do it for entertainment purposes only because that's all it is. It's mind control. They're not telling you the truth, and that's a fact. If you want the truth, you have to go to alternative sources. You have to do your own research. It's all out there. Like they used to say in the X-Files, the truth is out there somewhere. You're not getting the truth on ABC. You're not getting the truth on CNN. You're not getting the truth on ABC or Fox. And you're not getting the truth 100% on Snoozemax either. I'm sorry. If it is a mainstream media outlet, you are not getting anything but political theater. You will get on the faux conservative side certain tidbits of truth and, you know, political truths about constitutionality and freedom of speech and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to all things COVID, when it comes to all things vaccine, 
all, not a single one of them deviates from the narrative. The vaccines have been proven safe and effective and it's good for you. Well, what do we do, Joe, to get everybody vaccinated? You know, that's all you hear about. You don't hear this truth. And here we have this week's release of the VAERS data as of September 17th. Nearly, now do you remember my last broadcast? The numbers? Here's the new numbers, folks, for the VAERS reporting system as released by the CDC. Nearly 15,000 deaths, more than 700,000 injuries reported to VAERS since December 2020 rollout of the COVID vaccines in the U.S. And now, um, Harvard University did a study into the VAERS system and its flaws and inconsistencies or whatever and the difficulty to use the reporting system by physicians and everything else. And they said, look at you're only getting 1%. That's what Harvard University says. The VAERS system only reports 1% of all adverse events. And they wanted to restructure this. And they told the CDC, look, at we can, we can rebuild this system to make it more functional and, uh, you know, true. And the CDC said, no, we don't want you guys involved in this anymore. Bye-bye. See you later. All done. See, because it's a propaganda weapon. We can say there's only reports this and that. Little do the people know it's really only 1%. And even at 1%, these numbers are insane. When you consider the fact that the swine flu vaccine, which was experimental, was halted after 59 people died. But the VAERS data released September 17th by the CDC, which is what I like to affectionately call the Centers for Depopulation Control, showed a total of 701,561 reports of adverse events from all ages following COVID vaccines, including 14,925 deaths and 91,523 serious injuries between December 14, 2020 and September 10th of 2021. So, 700,000 adverse events times 10 is seven million, seven million, 14,929 deaths directly related to and suffered within 48 hours of receiving the vax times 10 is 149,200 150 deaths. Now, these numbers come from the CDC. They are released 
by the CDC. So it's not something I'm making up. It's not something that Natural News is making up. It's not something that the Children's Health Defense is making up. These are numbers released by the CDC, the Centers for Population Control or Depopulation Control. Anyway, data released September 17th by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention showed that between December 14th of 2020 and September 10th of 2021, a total of 701,561 adverse events following COVID vaccines were reported to the VAERS system. The data included 14,925 reports of death, which is an increase of 419 people over our last report. Okay, so in just what a matter of a week or two, another 419 people died. And multiply that times 10 to get a more realistic picture of how many more people died in the past two weeks. There were 91,523 reports of serious injuries, including the reports of deaths during the same time, up 3,352 compared with the previous week, excluding foreign reports filed in VAERS, 559,462 adverse events, including 6,756 deaths and 43,073 serious injuries were reported in the U.S. between December 14th of 2020 and September 10th of 2021. Of the 6,756 U.S. deaths reported, 12% occurred within 24 hours of vaccination, 17% occurred within 48 hours of vaccination, and 31% occurred in people who experienced an onset of symptoms within 48 hours of being jabbed. In the U.S., 378.2 million COVID vaccine doses have been administered as of September 10th. This includes 216 million doses of Pfizer, 148 million doses of Moderna, and 15 million doses of J&J. The data comes directly from reports submitted to VAERS, the primary government-funded system for reporting adverse reactions. We don't make them up. We don't draw the graphs. We don't fake their logos. This is directly from the Centers for Depopulation Control. Every Friday, VAERS makes public all vaccine injury reports received as of a specified date, usually about a week prior to the release date. Reports submitted to VAERS require further investigation for a causal, before a causal relationship can be confirmed. We're pretty sure what the cause was. Uh, 19,827, okay, uh, total adverse events. This week's U.S. 
data for 12 to 17 year olds. If you're a parent under a mandatory vaccine mandate for your child, resist. Mandates are not laws and they do not have the force of law. Listen to what I'm telling you and make an educated decision what is in the best interest of your child. Don't take my word. Do your research. Turn off the TV. Put the bottle of wine away just for one evening and do some research. Okay? And then decide what is in the best interest of your child. This week's U.S. data for 12 to 17-year-olds show 19,827 total adverse events, including 1,169 rated as serious and 19 reported deaths. Two of the 19 deaths were suicides. I don't even want to go in that direction. I've already suffered that. But to be driven to that point, God only knows what they were going through. The most recent deaths involve one report of two patients. VAERS ID 1655100 who died after their second dose of Pfizer, including a 13-year-old female. Other recent reported deaths include a 15-year-old boy, VAERS ID 1498080, who previously had COVID, was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy in May of 2021 and died four days after receiving his second dose of Pfizer's vaccine on June 18th when he collapsed and went into ventricular tachycardia. And a 13-year-old girl, VAERS ID 1505250, who died after suffering a heart condition after receiving her first dose of Pfizer. There were 2,972 reports of anaphylaxis among 12 to 17-year-olds with 99% of the cases attributed to the Pfizer jab. Pfizer is the number one culprit of adverse events, and yet it's the one that the corrupt beast gave approval to, which is a story in itself, because they really give they didn't really give the approval to the Pfizer jab, they gave it to a product yet to be introduced to market. And since it's not on market yet, they said, you can go ahead and use the jab you're using. 488 reports of myocarditis and pericarditis, heart inflammation, with 481 cases attributed to the Pfizer jab. 106 reports of blood clotting disorders with all the cases 
reported to the Pfizer jab. This week's U.S. VAERS data from December 14th, 2020 to September 10th of 2021 for all age groups combined show 20% of the deaths were related to cardiac disorders, 54% of those who died were male, 42% were female, and the remaining death reports did not include the gender of the deceased. Because we didn't know what their preferred pronoun was. If it was a Z, a C, a P, a Z. Sick, wacko world. The average age of death was 72.9 years of age. As of September 10th, now this is for all you women who are pregnant or planning on becoming pregnant. If you have not received the jab, do not. May I repeat myself, please? If you have not received the jab, do not. As of September 10th, 3,650 pregnant women reported adverse events related to COVID vaccines, including... 1,076 reports of miscarriage or premature deaths. Now do the math with me. 1,076 times 10 equals 10,760 miscarriages or premature birth. Now, do you feel comfortable in taking the jab? Please do as you feel comfortable doing. But when and if you suffer one of these adverse events, do not blame anybody but yourself because you chose to blindly trust the beast. Of the 2,783 cases of Bell's palsy reported, 50% were attributed to Pfizer, 42% to Moderna, and 8% to J&J. 593 reports of Guillain-Barre syndrome, with 39% of the cases attributed to Pfizer, 33% to Moderna, and 27% to J&J. 149,681 reports of anaphylaxis with 42% of the cases attributed to Pfizer, 51% to Moderna, and 7% to J&J. 9,260 reports of blood clotting disorders. Now take these numbers and times them by 10. Gives you a much better picture of reality. Of those... 3,968 reports were attributed to Pfizer, 3,376 reports to Moderna, and 1,866 to J&J. 2,452 cases of myocarditis, which is a swelling of the heart, inflammation of the heart, and pericarditis, which is an inflammation of the membrane surrounding the heart. And if you have that, you never 
recover from that. You will have a heart condition for the rest of your life as long as that will be because the heart never recovers or repairs itself. If cells in the heart die, they just scar. They don't repair. Fact. Look it up. With 1,545 cases attributed to Pfizer, 806 cases to Moderna, and 93 cases to J&J's COVID vaccine. The FDA panel overwhelmingly rejects Pfizer boosters for healthy people 16 to 65 years old. On September 17th, a panel of scientific advisors to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration voted 16 to 2 against recommending a third shot of Pfizer's COVID vaccine for healthy people 16 and older, but voted unanimously in favor of recommending the booster shot for the immunocompromised and all people 65 or older. The vote came after sharp debate with in which many of the panel's independent experts, including infectious disease doctors and statisticians, challenged whether the data justified a broad rollout of extra shots when the vaccines appear to still offer robust protection (laughs) against severe COVID-19 disease and hospitalization, at least in the U.S., which is entirely a complete lie because there's not a single bit of biological material in the vaccine. It is an instructional gene therapy that hacks the software of life writes to your DNA, and tells your body to produce the spike protein, which is the virus. It is the thing that your body is fighting to destroy. We've told you many times the results of that, especially when you get reinfected. And I don't want to beat a dead horse. All you got to do is go back or do some research and talk to guys who have been in the medical and virology field for 20 and 30 years who are coming out and having their careers destroyed because they're telling you the truth because they're more concerned with saving your life than protecting their personal wealth. What advantage is there to the government, as I said, to give boosters to 65 and plus? The more people 65 and plus that die, that is a plus for the government because if you can wipe out at least three quarters of the elderly and the, uh, those with comorbidities or what the globalists like to call useless eaters, if you can wipe them out, you can save trillions or multiple billions of dollars in Social Security and Medicare payments, right? All you do is follow the money. So an interesting little article here um, from uh, people in Lexington, Lexington, Michigan. The uh, discovery that a Michigan town's drinking water treatment plant has been adding Chinese-made fluoride to its water supply for years has some residents upset. Let me give you a little story about fluoride, folks. You've been getting fluoride from China 
from Britain, from anywhere. Because the United States is the only country that'll take it. And they didn't, you know, all these other countries didn't know how to get rid of it. It is a byproduct of nuclear waste. It's piled up and these countries don't know how to get rid of it. And so some knucklehead decided to put it in the drinking water in the United States. And so we actually buy it, I mean, from China and all these countries. And we put it in our municipal water, which is mandated by the government to do. Harvard did a study on fluoride. Now, fluoride is a severe poison and caustic. I mean, when these guys are handling this stuff, they are in full hazmat suits and breathing apparatus because you can't even get a drop of this crap on you. And they're putting it in your municipal drinking water. And Harvard did a study. It's not for your teeth. It doesn't stop your teeth from rotting or getting cavities or anything. That's a, another MK Ultra Mockingbird propaganda lie. It does not have anything to do with stopping your teeth from getting cavities. It is a poison. And Harvard did a study that fluoride reduces the IQ in children drinking fluoride by 13 points. So, all I can say is that... Uh, Our country is in serious trouble. Yes, absolutely. In very serious trouble. They can't get rid of the stuff, and so they put it in your drinking water, which I'm on a well. And when I was in an area with municipal drinking water, I still do it anyway. I have a Big Berkey. There's a shout-out to Big Berkey. The Big Berkey water filter with double ceramic filters and double fluoride filters. Now, you have to make sure you have the fluoride filters because... Fluoride microns are so small, they just slip through the ceramic filter. So the only way to get rid of it out of your water is to have the specific fluoride filters. Now, sure, it's an expensive uh, investment. 300 and anywhere between 320 bucks around there. And then the filters or whatever, when you have to replace them. But uh, what's your health worth? Right? You can beat them. You know, we can't control and we can't stop everything the beast is doing because they have all the power. But you can take care of yourself individually. There's things you can do. Get yourself a big Berkey filter or something like the big Berkey filter with ceramic filters and fluoride filters and don't drink the municipal water. I mean, we even put them on when we were in, where we had municipal water, we had them on our showers as well to filter the fluoride out of the shower water as well. See, they don't like when you have the knowledge how to defeat them. Now, can we defeat them 100%? No. But we can reduce their effectiveness anywhere between 75 and 80%. 
But that's the level to which these people go. They have no respect for life. They have no respect for humanity. You know, they label us as conspiracy theorists. They tell you that uh, we're lying to you when all we're doing is giving you the facts. We choose truth over facts. Well, we're giving truth and facts because, Joe, you idiot, truth is fact. Fact is truth. It can't be any other way, you moron. You see, you want us to believe that a man believes is a woman, he's a woman. That's science. But you don't want us to believe the science that our immune system is a better protection than your phony vax. Hmm? Do you realize that the vaccine uh, industry, it's like a trillion dollar industry Fauci in 2020 made nine million dollars just on his investments and holdings and patents of vaccines and the COVID-19 coronavirus there's a patent number there's so there's so much evil going on that you're not privy to you don't investigate it, and they just parade their pleasantries on the TV in their commercials. Everything is normal. Everything is wonderful. We love you. We're proud here to protect you and keep you safe. Take your jab. Take your jab. Take your jab. You want to go to a concert? Take your jab. You want everything to get back to normal? Take your jab. You don't want to lose your job? Take your jab. Jab, jab, fill you with fear. Play for you in my last broadcast, the hospital administrators caught talking about how they can continue to fudge the numbers of COVID administered uh, patients because I revealed in the one before that how much money they get by state State by state, how much money they get per COVID admission. There is financial reward for labeling you a COVID admission. There is a financial gain for you dying from COVID. It's just that simple. All you got to do is do a little research. And follow the money. And that's how they play Dying for Dollars. I'd like to thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Black Ops Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Harry Black. And this is the Black Ops Podcast where we practice the forbidden art of critical thinking. And we do it without fear 
of reprisal. We're all going to die, folks, but I'm I'm dying on my terms, his terms, not their terms. It's that simple. You can listen to the Black Ops Podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are on the Choice Social app. You can join us there. Just uh, search us out at the Black Ops. It's a great app. It's a great social site. If you want to get away from the garbage on Facebook, you can see our video podcast on Brighteon, BitChute, and Rumble. And we are on CloudHub and Gab as well. Basically, anywhere you get your podcast, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe to one of those platforms and hit that uh, you know notification bell so we can inform you when we get another uh, broadcast coming. But at the very least, folks, we would appreciate it. We don't charge for our content. We give it freely. We make all the investments ourselves. We don't receive a dime from anybody to defray the cost of this, although we would completely welcome it. We don't, and we don't panhandle and ask for it, you know. Our motivation is to get the truth out to you, period. We have no other motivation. I mean, I wouldn't be making this stuff up. I have no other advantage to telling the truth. I could think of better things to do with my time, but somebody's got to do it because the talking heads are not going to do it. You're not going to hear the truth about the adverse events. You're not going to hear the truth about how many people have actually died as a result of this protocol, of this agenda. You're not going to hear it from any of the talking heads. They're forbidden from talking to you about it, and they're going to protect their lifestyle. It's that simple. It's all it comes down to. Because if they were really like people like Dr. Tenpenny and uh, Dr. Gold and all of them, Dr. Yeadon, all these people have been deplatformed and uh, you know their uh, their um, reputations destroyed and had to face losing their medical licenses for speaking out. All those people have more reason not to speak out and tell you the truth. But see, they see something bigger than themselves. They see humanity's future at stake. And see, that's why. Because they are true patriots. They are true children of God who know what is right and what is wrong. The people who are doing what they're doing to you on the media and in the government and in organizations like the FDA, CDC, and, you know, World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, they are demonic Freemason, demonic scumbags. See, they are children of the beast, very simply. And this is a war against the living God. And you need to choose a side. And you need to stand up. You need to stand up and resist them, not through violence, but through non-compliance. It's that simple, folks. God bless you. Thank you for watching. And we will see you on the next one.